Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very, very, very special episode of Rodane. Nice one, Steven. I'm, I'm joined here by my special guest slash co-host, <laughs> lightweight heavyweight champion, Daniel. Hello. I'm Steven, and today we're doing a commentary track, Daniel. Yes, because I had the dumb idea of, of saying this out loud. It's all on you. <laughs> it is basically all on me, let's be fair. Uh, how, how does it feel to be responsible for this? What's probably going to be something full of a lot of slurs. <laughs> well, I, I feel like this is going to be one for the biography. Um, I feel like I feel a bit bad that we don't have gummy bears injected with vodka. <laughs> oh, God, no. I feel really happy that we don't have that. So, so anyway, yeah, what we're doing today is we're doing a commentary track for Ghost in the Shell, the 2017 American live action release. But we're not just commentating on top of it. We are also going to be doing a drinking game because we're going to be watching it, obviously, while we're talking about it. Yeah. So here are the drinking rules, drinking rules, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm already slurring half <laughs> a drink. Uh, so drinking rules. When yes. the major, that's the uh, main character of the movie played by Scarlett Johansson. So when the major does a a wardrobe change, you take a sip. When there's an explosion, you take a sip. When scenes from the original movie crop up, that's the 1995 movie, you take a sip. And you take a sip if there's a basset hound in the movie. Yeah, we're, or when he appears. We're going to look for the basset hound because he yeah. has to be there. So before we start, give a bit, let's give a big, big, bit of background. So the 2017 movie is based on a 1995 movie called, also called Ghost in the Shell, which became a anime classic and sort of spearheaded the, the explosion of anime in the west sort of as yeah, a popular genre that on like the rental market plus things like akira, akira. Uh, yeah. at the same time was a part of the big the anime boom in the west uh the original movie is directed by mamoru oshii yes uh, who also went on to direct the the sequel called innocence along with a bunch of other movies that are very similar to the original like very somber tones and religious imagery um at some point we need to do a commentary track for ghost in the shell 2 innocence <laughs> yes okay <laughs> <laughs> we're already this uh, deep so why not <laughs> uh anyway so because of the popularity of the original a uh, a uh, live action big budget adaptation has been in the work for close to a decade at this point oh, before yeah. the release of this one and uh yeah, uh, probably the most people know about this movie is the the whitewashing uh, oh, debate the... surrounding Scarlett Johansson. Oh, yes. Because this obviously started as a Japanese product. And yes. so it's ironic that also a bunch of white Westerners were arguing that there was whitewashing. Meanwhile, when they asked Japanese people, were like, well, I don't know, this is fine because... The premise of the of the movie, both of this and I assume the live action one, is that a lot of the characters are cybernetic, like their bodies are uh, essentially dolls. Like yeah, they're, especially the they're major. shells, yeah. you know. 
their full body a lot of them have what's called a full body prosthetic so mm. their body's entirely artificial they're you know made of components so appearances if you think about it in that sense don't really matter yeah but you could also argue that it would be a good opportunity to give an asian an asian american actor you know a big role a big starring role in a in a blockbuster of course what would be assumed to be a blockbuster uh, <laughs> yeah but... that's that's kind of where the my argument sort of falls apart because yeah you know like why wouldn't you cast a an asian american in it since it would make more sense than anything else in this yeah and then the answer is probably just money and you know i mean let's look at the ability <laughs> let's whatever. look at the box office of this thing and uh yeah i don't know how much this thing grossed so the... was it a bomb uh yes <laughs> so the movie cost 110 million to make which from what i know of this movie is actually quite impressive given some of the like levels of cgi in it anyway it only grossed 169 nice 0.8 million at the box office not even 200 that's, million at the box office that's a bit sad that's a bit sad but i don't know uh well the thing is the movie had a lot of it going against it from the start it had bad pr it had a very bad it, pr it it had the thing of you know comparing it to the original which again is a it's an anime classic you know yeah it's one of those things when you, you know probably 10 years ago when you would hear that something you liked was going to be adapted into a big screen version you go like yeah cool can't wait to see it whereas now when you hear that something niche that you like is being adapted your your, your immediate thought is oh no <laughs> hey i'm still waiting for the uh, live action akira which they've been talking I'm about still, the last I'm still like... waiting for the I'm waiting for the sequel. Where are they going to adapt Innocence into live action? Could you imagine if this movie had made like $500 million and they w were to do Innocence? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, d um, should we explain a bit about what the premise is of the original story so that people sort of have an idea? Of where yeah, that's probably a good from. idea because I assume this thing will be taking a lot from the original uh yeah the initial premise at least yeah yeah so do you want to do it or no you can do it you, you watched <laughs> it recently mm. so the the, the uh, like most anime from japan this is based on a manga written by shiro masumi um yeah. and uh Essentially, the, the premise of the whole series, because this spans, you know, there's been adaptations across movies and TV shows and this big budget one. So, but they all have the same initial premise, which is that this is somewhere in the near future of humanity. And it's a, a future where uh, augmentation and, uh, and the internet have sort of exploded in uh, its use and its advancement so that a lot of people have what's, what's, what's referred in the series as prosthetics, mm. which are augmentations to their body and to an extent their mind. So at this point, pretty much every person on earth has some sort of implants or augmentation to their body. So they're not quote unquote, a hundred percent human. Um, but the ghost in the shell of the Tyler refers to the fact that even though like the major, the main character is, fully augmented 
there is sort of this lingering humanity still living within this shell, which is her prosthetic body. Mm. Now, we're talking, we're, we're still referring to, to her as the major. She's called the major because she's the person uh, who leads a group of uh, governmental agents called Section 9, along with, along with other characters such as Bato and whatever. Uh, and the rest. <laughs> and the rest. It's mostly her and Bato that are the main focus, and Section Nine is a is a is a governmental group mm. of uh, mostly former military personnel, um, who sort of tackle different cyber attacks, mm. you know, cybersecurity issues. And you know, because the story revolves around that, it it, it sort of follows both social problems regarding augmentation and you know. Uh, distancing yourself from reality and whatnot, and and sort of political issues as well, such as you know treaties between countries and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So it spans pretty much everything, which is awesome. Yeah. So the that's pretty much the premise. Yeah, the original movie, uh, the original uh, animated movie, sort of pertains to a sort of hacker character. I can't remember what they call him in the in the original. He the has puppet a, master. The puppet master who is he's doing evil shit and they have to stop he's a him. he's a hacker character <laughs> yeah yeah but the original movie differs from both the manga and the other adaptations by being sort of a more uh existential yeah. piece where the manga like the manga is very is very tech savvy you know has a lot of mm techno jargon and then has a lot of dialogue a lot of dialogue a lot of dialogue i've, I've read half of the first mm. volume and it's so boring <laughs> yeah the, the manga feels more like a world building book yes exactly yeah good, good yeah whereas the movie has almost incredibly less dialogue like it's so stripped down of dialogue mm. it's a lot of visual storytelling and it has like this quandary which also is present in the manga yeah about how you know creating you know humans that are now completely artificial what does that imply about our existence and what is real and what is not so and it you know obviously since like and it has a lot of you know buddhist uh -huh. sort of uh, concepts within it and you can see this and it was named as one of the inspirations for what will eventually become the matrix you know uh -huh. It has the same sort of feel about, you know, p humans struggling with reality and simulations and all that. Yeah. Uh, Ghost in the Shell has been further adapted into a, t a c TV series called Standalone Complex, which is really good. Highly recommend. Which we are both fans of, yeah. Uh, which is separate from the, the two anime movies. They're like different versions of the same universe. They're not interconnected or anything. Uh, yeah. there, there's also like a prequel series called Arise, which is also kind of its own thing. Um, yeah, yeah, each iteration does its own thing. Yeah. But they have the same premise. Yeah, yeah, and the same characters. And they have sort of variations in tone. Like, of course, the Mamoroshi films are a lot more introspective and sort of existential, whereas Standalone Complex and Arise are a little bit more sort of lighthearted and has a bit more of an sort of police procedural 
yeah so. and more more like with the with the manga they take different looks on on the world uh again they it's come very in. similar to like how filled k dick stories are structured where each yeah. story tackles sort of a an aspect of cyberpunk sci-fi sort of thing mm. um but yeah um so steven what's your poison today oh right yes we should talk about it so today i chose james cook danish rum is that danish it's a, well it says on the bottle genuine overseas dansk rum overseas i don't know what that means overseas <laughs> danish rum Hmm. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I mean, actually, I, I have some uh, some Fener rum, which was is said is from Fener, but it was actually made in like Jamaica, <laughs> and then was bottled in Fener. So, but that but it says that on the bottle, so it's not trying well, to that's, cheat that's, you or anything. That's hilarious. Uh, I am going the classy route. Mm. Uh, I am drinking Tolomo Dew Irish whiskey with Coca-Cola. Oh You're having a a Cuba Libre. A Cuba Libre. <laughs> no, that's a, what what a Cuba Libre is. Yeah. It's vodka with a yeah, or whiskey. Sorry, w- sorry, whiskey with cola. That's a Cuba uh, Libre. I had I had the idea of maybe buying Pepsi instead because some people get really angry about the idea of drinking Pepsi. I don't know. I don't hate Pepsi so. Pepsi lemon, though. No, a... no, no. What are you crazy? Yes. Pepsi lemon is awesome. No, it isn't. It's terrible. <laughs> Fuck you. You're totally wrong on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, movies canceled. Let's just let's just unpack You're this shit. You kicked off the podcast, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> you fired. <laughs> isn't it called Pepsi Twist actually or is it yeah it is yeah. I think they changed it to Pepsi Lemon I don't know ah, okay because you I don't think you can get Pepsi Twist in Denmark anymore you could at some uh, point for some reason Spar I discovered oh. I never been to a Spar since I moved I, I mean uh-huh. uh, before I moved but at Spar you can find Pepsi Twist occasionally you know it's one of those products yeah. that in Denmark has a giant sticker on it yeah. as on the special import mm-hmm. you, ha- you can find it either at Spar or at Normal Ah, because they have like these special imports type thing. Yeah, they also have Dr Pepper, which is nice. Yeah, Dr Pepper is not that easy to find here. Not that I like yeah. Dr Pepper, so it is a special import, which yeah. is so strange. Yeah, <laughs> but I think it's one of those things where, cause I, like for example, in Romania, you can find Dr Pepper easily, yeah. but it is a tad more expensive than a Pepsi. Mm. Like if you buy a can of Dr Pepper. And I think that's because the import fees are a bit higher yeah. on it. So I think there might be a thing with Dr. Pepper in particular. Yeah, I, th- I think if you're going to buy Dr. Pepper in Denmark as well, it's a bit more expensive than just a regular cola or something like that. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Now we're talking sodas. Let's get to the movie. Yeah. All right. You ready, Daniel? So we're watching yes. Ghost in the Shell 2017 starring Scarlett Johansson and the... Uh, we here's the time the show also stars Pilo Aspic, <laughs> oh is yeah, a Danish actor. We're, we're gonna get to him. I'm gonna rip the piss out of him. <laughs> oh boy, he's probably most famous for playing uh, what's his face? Hot Topic Pirate. Yeah, the pirate on Game of Thrones. Uh, you're on Greyjoy. Yeah, you are on Greyjoy. Anyway, 
Are you ready, Daniel? Yes. All right. Do you have your subtitles turned on? Indeed. Okay. So for everybody following at home, you have your players synced up with the Ghost in the Shell 2017. Play, yeah. play in three, two, one, go. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's, it's still dark. <laughs> it's still dark. <laughs> and ah. Paramount logo. Oh, yeah, Paramount. Oh, they only make good shit, am I right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Paramount or Universal who has the Fast and Furious movies? I don't know. <laughs> what is this question? I don't know. And DreamWorks, also a purveyor of good quality. Yeah. from the They should have made the trailers with from the creators of Shrek. <laughs> and just have All-Star playing over the trailers. <laughs> Oh, that would have been great. Oh, it's a it's a project from the engineering students at Alborg University. Uh, that actually <laughs> looks like the Malmo Bridge or the uh, the bridge that yeah. goes to Sweden a little bit. Yeah, it's on all the it's on all the pamphlets for engineering at Alborg University. Oh yeah, that's right. Can you imagine being the person who? What is uh, this Warcraft? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that actually looks like uh, the logo that comes from War. War. Could you imagine being the guy who makes all these like production logos that never gets used again? Who never gets credited? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like there are some production studios that, of course, gets a lot of usage, like you know Walt Disney, Warner Brothers, you know yeah. Scott Free, if you're a little bit lower. Uh, but a but lot, a of, lot the... of them are formed for one movie and then dissolve. Yeah, yeah, like. I imagine it's just like... Uh, oh, by uh, the way, Avi Arad worked on this. That fucking asshole. Avi Arad, wasn't he the guy who did like a lot of like scamming? Yeah. In the future. Advanced technology allows humans to enhance themselves with cybernetic parts. Well, to be fair, the original movie also starts with this, I think. Ah. Oh, shit, we got a drink. <laughs> we got a drink. Exceptional text movie. Goddamn. Yeah. Everybody's trying to be Blade Runner. Nah, this this the trailers. So I haven't seen the movie, Daniel. You have seen the movie before. I but actually don't remember it. I don't remember if I've seen the movie or if I've if I've just seen enough of the movie to sort of been able to extrapolate <laughs> the rest. So. But and I also haven't seen the new Blade Runner, but I've seen trailers, and I when I saw the trailers for the new Blade Runner, I thought. Whoa, this looks just like Ghost in the Shell 2017. Ah, the new Blade Runner looks better. You say? Okay. I, I like the new Blade Runner actually quite a bit. So. All right. Well, okay. I haven't seen it, so. That's pretty good. It's long, but it's... But from what I've seen from the visuals of this movie, they also don't look bad. Oh, drink. What? What is it? It's the... Uh... Well, we don't know that yet, Daniel. Oh, I know this is the opening sequence. What the fuck are those? Are those jellyfishes? I, I don't know. What the fuck are those? Man, this thing misses the Kenji Kawai soundtrack. Does it not have it? No, it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. That would be a good yeah. idea. Oh, Michael Pitt is in this. <laughs> now it's definitely going to be good. <laughs> Pillow ass back. Hey, my name is Pilo Asbic. 
Even in Denmark, that's like a weird name, weird first name. Is it? Yeah, Pilo. That's kind of a weird first name. Doesn't mean anything. Not that I As know in... of. It kind of sounds like pillow. Yeah. This uh, this scene doesn't look bad, you know. No, I just feel like the music is kind of sort of generic. Uh, Kurt and Bart did the costume this time. <laughs> okay. no, the visuals are like it's it's the same with the snow white the director of this rupert sanders who directed snow white he i think he has a grip on how to do visual storytelling like yeah this, this is pretty awesome yeah it's just miss again it's just missing the kenji kawaii soundtrack yeah, damn, it's doing its own thing it's, it's, don't be a hater about it Look at it, it has its fingernails and everything. Yeah. Oh, now the choir comes in. Blinding white light. Oh. Your volume is down, by the way, on the on the video, right? Uh, in... Yeah, yeah, but I can still I can still kind of hear it. So. All right, good, good. Just making sure. Oh, the Ava is synchronizing. I can see. Are there police in the building? <laughs> it's just that that color thing reminded me of like when the when the Ava is turning on when the screens inside the plug the tube is turning on. Right, right. Oh, that's a nice little title. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, I mean, if you got to steal won't... from if you got to steal from the original, that's pretty okay. Maybe this won't be that bad. <laughs> Did they vacuum seal Scarlett uh, Johansson? <laughs> they put her in a novelty-sized condom. Aha! <coughs> Aha! Uh -huh. uh -huh. Do you think? Nah, this is a very awkward question. <laughs> Do you think they attempted her? They attempted to make her look sort of Japanesey. <laughs> There was actually some news about they had they had tried to do that on like background characters. Oh no. Uh, it was never confirmed whether or not that was the case. Of course, the production denied it. 100% denied it. But... Do you remember when I talked about the attack? Wait, what? An attack? What? what? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Who am I? <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is already fucked. <laughs> Do you know that Scarlett Johansson is actually partly Danish? Yes, er, yes, Daniel. They keep everybody that's Danish tells me that. Yeah, <laughs> everybody keeps saying it. Every every time she's being interviewed for a movie and you she gets interviewed by like Danish press, they have to ask her about that. Yeah, I think her dad is Danish, right? I think it's some some kind of parental thing, whether it's her dad or like grandparent or something. I am not actually sure. I think it's her dad. Um, but like she's the most New York person ever. Like her accent is full on New yeah. York. It's like, yeah, I'm Danish. <laughs> oh, boy. Who are these fucking people? I, I assume they're the people that built her. Is that Liam Neeson? <laughs> no, it's not. It's a discount Liam Neeson. <laughs> It's it's a dried up Liam Neeson. <laughs> I thought you were about to say it's Jared Leto. <laughs> He's in a 
Uh, oh my gosh, they're giving them their whole backstory. Oh, she's gonna join sex. Oh, why not just start on the action? God damn it. Because then we can't start on the opening where she gets created. People would be confused. But the fuck, even the original movie doesn't start on that opening. It's not even the opening. <laughs> it, uh, no, they have the... Um, the the scene with the ambassador and stuff. Yeah. That's, the, that's the opening. And it's and, awesome because it starts yeah. on a high. And her and... cloaking and stuff. Oh. Oh my god. That's <laughs> a prequels level CG shot right there. <laughs> yeah, that's um What is this? Ready Ready Player One? <laughs> There's a little bit of like Ready Player One mixed with like uh fifth element here. Is that the th was that the Thanos gauntlet in the background or am I crazy? I'm just looking for big three basset hound. We're not gonna get it this early. But doesn't this kind of look like the Blade Runner, the new one? No, no, no. The new Blade Runner is way more like, like distinct in its aesthetic. Like, all right. Blade, the new Blade Runner goes for more of like, imagine the old Blade Runner, but like, thirty years later and worse. So yeah, there are big, there are big like three D billboards, but it's more like, it's more distinct. All right. Is this uh, is this the leader of Section Nine? What's his name? Uh, uh, Tokusa? No. Tokusa. No, Tokusa is the uh, the other dude. Uh, uh, Daisuke Aramaki. Aramaki, yeah. There yeah. you go. Oh, there's the geishas that are from the from, from standalone the, standalone complex. Yeah. They don't count. No, that do, that doesn't count. The fuck is this? What is it? Uploading? I can see the bits flowing into his brain. <laughs> this is so stupid. Did he, just, did he just upload images of his four-year-old daughter into a foreign man's head? Uh, <laughs> hey, look, they... Uh, the, oh, no. Is it, is it going to do the cloak? I'd assume. No. She's doing oh. some sort of VR bullshit. How, how is she doing this? I don't know. She put on some goggles and now she sees the world. <laughs> VR. Also, yeah, people... I like the fact that Aramaki is actually speaking Japanese. I guess that makes sense because their cybernetic brains can translate everything instantly. So I guess that makes yeah, yeah, sense. but it's... I don't know. Look how diverse! Look at look at that black man. <laughs> don't look at Scarlett Johansson. She's don't don't think about it. We we hired these these black men off Craigslist. They're the they're, they're the important part. Even though they only they're not gonna pass this scene, I guarantee it. They're like they're in this scene. That's it. The costume design is kind of cool. Like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Why do? Like, I get that people from foreign countries wear ceremonial robes, but mm. can't they just wear suits? Anyway, that's... Oh, that's a... Oh, that's a... That's... His, his head just opened and... That's Bato! Oh my god. Wait. Something got on... <laughs> Alright, here we go. See, these dudes with their, like... Ah! 
Don't undress. This needs to be PG-13. <laughs> the the budget for removing nipples in this movie was uh, that's actually uh, it's actually a suit she's wearing. I don't know. I'm joking. <laughs> you being murdered? This is what I'm talking about. Oh, drink, oh. drink. I'm gonna get through this drink really quick, I guess. Don't worry, it's probably front loaded. I guarantee it. Halfway through the movie, it's not gonna resemble anything at all. <laughs> oh, gonna... I, I, I don't think so. I. Okay. Look at the fish. I like the. Yeah, like the fish. The fuck is that? Is that anonymous? Oh my god, this was supposed to resemble like anonymous hackers, you know, like that picture. Yeah. People with that's so stupid. He's being jacked. Wait. <laughs> See. Oh. Ooh. oh, I like I like the animation on the. On yeah, the like the, the geishas are pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. See, like, the, like, what I was saying, like, the visual style of it is actually pretty good for the most part, from what I've seen. Uh, there's the money shot. Money shot. I don't, I don't think we should drink again just because it's no, just the, the this same entire sequence. sequence. Like, we would, yeah. we would have to be drinking constantly for the sequence, kind yeah. of. <laughs> no, don't breathe. <laughs> just drink. Actually, I read uh, a big article about how they made that suit she's wearing. All right. uh, so it's Weta. Who, who made it and yeah. it's a it's a really like complex level of like different uh materials put together so it actually moves more like skin than it does like a a like hmm. fabric that would crinkle and it apparently took like years to develop no that sucks <laughs> not for this so what you're saying that she was wearing a tracking suit on set she wasn't wearing this the skin no, color suit? Is no, she is wearing that skin color suit. Okay, but well, Weta developed it? Yeah. Weta, Weta made all the uh, like uh, effects for the film. And most of the CG, I assume. It's always like uh, CG gets sent out to like different production houses and things like that. But... <gasps> Got a grenade! Oh no. Oh. <laughs> uh. I should have been going, yeah! But instead I'm going, oh no. Where are your eyes, Bato? <laughs> yeah, because Bato in the every other adaptation has a special goggle eyes uh. that feed into his backstory that he's part of a certain militia group, or he was, uh. that their signature is those goggle eyes. But instead of that, he has just regular eyes. Yeah. And he looks fat. <laughs> See, this is also a question where <clears throat> where like the uh, the sort of casting decisions come up because you can't tell me you couldn't find a more popular Asian American actor than Pilo Asbeck. Oh, you mean Pilo Asbeck is not a popular Asian American actor? <laughs> you know what I Being mean, like, Danish. <laughs> like you know, you could have found an Asian American actor that was that is more popular than Pilo Asbeck. Like, come of course, on. of course. Ken like Watanabe for fuck's sake. He's a bit too old to play Bato, but okay. Oh, don't be like that, Daniel. But you can find like Ken Jong or things like that. Or or the best casting, Ron Perlman. As a cat? It's not a bad it sound. Wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't there. 
deja vu. What the fuck is happening? Is that a pregnancy test? <laughs> what? Is she feeding through her oh. neck holes? That was that was that. kinda cool, I guess. Oh I like those oh they they don't look uh, look at the CG fish. Imagine how annoying I'm that looking. would be. <laughs> See, oh my god, these, these, if I would be on these streets, they would drive me insane. <laughs> like, just... like, honestly, this, this aesthetic reminds me more of like just generic cyberpunk aesthetic than Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, it looks like it's that uh, stupid uh, movie directed by... Uh, What's the guy? The, the guy who did Moon? Um, oh, yeah. Um, what's the guy's name? David Bowie's son. Whatever. Yeah. And he did a movie called Mute. Yeah. And that's the most generic sci fi movie ever. <laughs> who are these people? And why do I care? Is that Togus? What? What? Human. Oh, that's to okay. Phew, I thought <laughs> I was like. <laughs> it's the Terminator. <laughs> oh, they have a nine because it's section nine. Because you get it. You get it. Oh my god. I kind of like the idea that some of it is in Japanese, though. Yeah, but to me that also just ruins the then the idea of we have to cast you know white actors to <laughs> to appeal to audience. Like, come on, you're making it for an American audience. We know they don't read subtitles. Like, come on. Americans don't read subtitles. They just go into like Parasite and there was there was actually a big, big talk about with Parasite that a lot of people wouldn't go in to see it because it had subtitles. Like. I'm not gonna read them subtitles and infringes on my freedom. Hell, um, uh, I was about to say Park Chan. Bong Joon Ho actually said that if you if you couldn't get over reading subtitles, you can you can experience a whole new world of movies. Well, he's right. Yeah. Oh my God, these effects are so over the top. <laughs> I mean, Tokusa looks kind of okay. Yeah, he looks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I hate Batu in this movie. <laughs> I don't know what, like, actually, Scarlett Johansson is not terrible for the major. Like, honestly, no, he works. like, she works. Yeah, like, take away the, like, whitewashing thing. She's she's fine. But then you look at Pilu Aspect as Batu, and it's like, oh my god. I, I, I so much wish that Ron Perlman would have been in this movie as Bato. He would have been a pretty good Bato, actually, if we... There's if... photoshopped images of him as Bato, and it looks uncannily similar. Yeah. What's his... Does he have a fringe haircut? Oh, I guess it's supposed to imitate, like, the, the leader's uh, mm. sort of... He has, like, these bulging side yeah. haircuts, sort of. Yeah, I mean it doesn't it's look a... that terrible. It looks a bit mm -hmm. weird, but it does. It does look pretty terrible. <laughs> Hi, she does the bow. Okay, that was a bit odd. What are these ads? It's like Buddhist monk. 
<laughs> you know that if this was a thing in real life, it would just be constant ads for like uh, yogurts and shit. Yeah. Little. <laughs> Did you know little was a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Let us remind you again. Oh, there was a mention of a dog. Nah, it doesn't count. He might have a dog at home, though. Yeah, but do we get to see it? Depends how much they decided to... Oh, oh dogs! Yeah, but is there a basset hound? Oh, there's no. a basset hound! I see it! Was it? Oh, yeah. there it is! There it is! Ah, drink! drink. <sighs> this is actually not bad, this mix-up. Hmm. I might day drink more often. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I imagine it's just because this is considered whiskey that you actually like drink by itself. So I thought it would taste terrible mixed up, but it actually doesn't taste that bad. Man, watching this and then before watching the original movie, I just realized, man, Americans have such a type of writing small talk. Uh, like, I thought you were more of a cat person. What? The fuck is that? A thing I'm also noticing is they're going for more of the tone of the of the Mamoru Oshii movie. Of course, because that's the more recognizable one. Yeah, but wouldn't it fit more to go for like standalone complex, a little bit more of a you know procedural? Yeah. Detective and, and a little bit more of an upbeat tone, you know. Yeah, Daniel, but you, oh. it's sci-fi. It's dark. What was that? I, I don't know, somebody hacked a temple into her head. <laughs> Hanka Robotics, are they in... Are they yeah, part of... I don't know, I don't know if they're called Hanka, but there is the robotics company that... Oh, there's the spider tank. So there is a robotics company that made the major and in the movie also made the, the puppet master. Uh. So there is a robotics company. I don't know, it's named the Hanka or whatever. Also, did you think that their logo looks like the Toshiba logo? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Because they're both Japanese companies, right? Yeah. Which is... Hmm. Suspect. This sort of reminds me of a scene from Standalone Complex. Is she gonna be a... Like a... A traitor? Or, or a spy or something? This lady? Oh yeah, they changed her name uh, for this because in the in the original the major is actually named Makoto Kusanagi. Yeah. So what is she named this? Because on IMDb she just created as major. She says like Mira Killiam, which I don't know. What? <laughs> Oh, I think I think there's a twist in it that I spoiler spoiled myself too. I think uh, it will make sense in the end. Yeah, I also think I know what it is. Oh no. Oh my god, this dialogue is the worst. Others just sitting there while her hand is being 3D printed. It's kind of weird that, you know, the the plot resembles standalone complex. You know, the yeah. the aesthetic resembles the movie, 
but the character of the major resembles Arise in yeah. terms of her maturity. Yeah. Like she's she's new to this, she doesn't really know. Yeah, is this is a a year in, right? Yeah. So she's confused. To her getting the prosthetic. Whereas in in the original and in standalone complex, she's just way more like professional. Yeah, she's established as a high-end, you know, uh, prosthetic body. You know, like, yeah, it is in both in the series and the movie. She's supposed to be like the top of the top in terms of prosthetic bodies. You know. Yeah. So listen, I have some exposition for you, Scarlett Johansson. Well, tell me, lady. Wait, that was a companion bot? That's horrifying. What do you mean? So a companion bot can be... I, when I hear companion bot, I hear everything from like, oh, you are a servant to you are... be a sex doll, basically. It's like, that's kind of horrifying. Well, I guess, but it is a realistic sort of thing yeah, yeah. to imagine, like when people can... Just create robots and stuff yeah yeah obviously but i'm just thinking like the design is kind of yes but you know bring your kids <laughs> bring your yeah like look at that jesus christ that's pretty awesome though yes <laughs> smoke in the operating room well to be fair i guess you know do you still need to sterilize when you're dealing with robots i guess to an extent but not I don't know. Beam me oh. up, Scotty. He's going digital. I wonder how they're going to portray the digital landscape because it was quite hokey in yeah. <laughs> this series. Run it. Run it. Run it. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh that, that was pretty nice. <laughs> A bit, it is a bit strange seeing this kind of stuff, right? Like flipping eyes and stuff. But yeah, it works, I guess. My name is Major Mario Killian, and I give my consent. That's not your name. <laughs> you a lie. Daniel, if you were had a choice of getting a cybernetic body, would you choose to look like Scarlett Johansson? I think they're better choices, honestly. <laughs> I mean, oh. I don't know. I would, would you? Just... Yeah, probably. <laughs> I don't know. It's between Scarlett Johansson and uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I mean, go for the Hulk Hogan, honestly. Yeah, brother. Yeah, brother. <laughs> Could you imagine actually in a world where that happened, but all of like every famous person has their body copyrighted so if you if you get to look like Scarlett Johansson you get like sued for copyright infringement <laughs> you need to make like changes that are make you royalty free like uh, mm -hmm. nose is slightly different or whatever yeah, yeah like you have a mole on your right cheek or something it counts <laughs> yeah like that's a that's actually a thing I haven't actually seen in like like future Sort of fiction. Everybody, everybody is just the molds of Hulk Hogan and Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, like there, there's the there's the fan club of Arnold Schwarzenegger where everybody is like like discount Arnold Schwarzenegger. The fuck is this? What is this? 
I think she's oh. hacking. She's hacking too deep, man. Oh, uh, she's convulsing because she's hacking. Oh my uh, god. What is it? Oh no, help me. I'm surrounded by black men. No! <laughs> so, Skaldry and Hanson, we need you to lie on the table and have a have an aneurysm. Pilo Aspic, we need you to scream. What am I screaming? I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure it out in post. Did you just jank okay. her out? Yeah, that's a bit dangerous, isn't it? What if yeah. her consciousness got lost? It's like half her consciousness is, is in that geisha robot. He's like, I lost half of myself, but I guess I'm fine. <laughs> oh, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> they, just they were really... Bazzard they out. were really... What? what? There, was a, there was a 3D Bazzatown on the building. All right. I'm fine. drinking. Okay, so they're definitely aware of Bazzatowns. I mean, if they weren't, I would be very disappointed. So they are true fans after all. <laughs> Could you imagine that he just pulled her out and she just died? <laughs> <laughs> She's just lying there, like drooling, like. Oh. Jesus Christ! This this city would give me an aneurysm at this point. <laughs> I would never go outside. <laughs> Armed and enhanced. Like literally, compare this to like uh, where I live, which is I guess close to rural Denmark. Yeah. There's n there's nothing to no advertising anywhere, and it's yeah. and it's pretty empty. And then I, you do this. <laughs> like, honestly, if you go into, like, Copenhagen, the only place where you will see, like, advertising signs everywhere is literally central Copenhagen. It's like... Yeah. But That's again, typical of all major cities, yeah. yeah. Like, I remember going to... I, I went to Copenhagen as well two times, I think. But uh, I went to... Like, Bucharest is also, like, in the city center. It's almost unbearable. It's mm -hmm. like... There's always always noise and advertising and shit, and I'm like, I want to be here. <laughs> oh man, we got an iron jaw here. Yeah, this guy needs a shave. <laughs> he talks like Bane. I'm Bane. I will rise. <laughs> Did you say Pilo Aspic checking out that prostitute? <laughs> He's just looking at her ass. It's like, I'll be here when you need me. What? There's no characteristic to Batu whatsoever. He's, He's just man. He's just the second guy. Human. Yeah. He's not I have even white hair. That's he's, my. He's character. not even like the funny guy to her straight man act. They're just they're both the straight man. Yeah. Mm, sweaty dude. Oh no. <laughs> Wait, what? Was that a. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking the same thing as you. <laughs> okay, I have, I, have, I have two questions about that. <laughs> I have several. I, I just so... have two. One, right. why? Like, is it supposed to be a joke? <laughs> And if it's supposed to be a joke, fuck you. What is the joke? I don't know. Woman peeing upright? I don't know. And two, why would Bato be surprised about this? Like, he looked back at her, at at this person like he was surprised. And it's like, you're literally surrounded by people with, like, mech jaws. Like, yeah. who cares? Surely somebody would, would choose to be, like, a she-male type thing, right? Like, a... Yeah, and I'd assume, like, transgender like transformation would happen like 
But you know, it's an American blockbuster, so it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, so it's a joke. I will give Pilo Asper this. His acting is way better than it was in uh, Lucy. Yeah, but wasn't he in there for 30 seconds? <laughs> yeah, but he was terrible. Yeah, I remember. He was, for 30 seconds, he really nailed it. <laughs> he, he, made an, he made an impact. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to come into a scene, nobody's going to understand what the fuck I'm saying, and I'm going to be wearing stupid clothes. Like, good. There's don't worry, she... this guy to play Bato. Uh, don't worry, she wasn't built to dance. <laughs> oh my god. Fight scenes that are shot terribly. My favorite. I mean, at God least they're not it. over edited trash. I guess. Okay, but maybe a little you, bit. Can't you get the fucking people from from the, the from the raid series? That's actually an American director, or it's like a. I know, I know, but a lot he, of uh, he directed Rogue One as well. That guy. Uh, no, that's a different guy. Similar oh, sounding right. name. Anyway, but, that guy, uh, he on the on some behind the scenes said that you know a lot of those guys basically choreographed their own work. Yeah. Well, if you yeah, actually if you it. actually look into like um, stunt work, uh, a lot of it is just people choreographing it themselves. And yeah, sort of working. Work on yeah, movie, yeah, working with the director and saying, okay, the script says we have a bar scene, for instance, and then. The uh, stunt team will go, okay, we can do this, 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 and this, and then they will, like, sort of act well, it out. A lot then... of stunt people also shoot the rehearsals, yeah. and then they shoot it in a, sec in a certain style, and then uh, the director decides, like, okay, we can keep this, and then yeah. change that, and so on. And What's up with on... this burning fucking building? What the fuck I, is that? I don't know. Is it the puppet master? It's, it's our childhood. No, it's definitely something stupid related to their childhood because it's an American script, so they're gonna have to link it to their childhood because oh, everybody yeah. like, is obsessed with their sort of shadow self and Sigmund yeah. Freud and all this bullshit. Well, we haven't had Freud mentioned yet. Well, they're not gonna mention him outright because that would be stupid, but Bombs. they're gonna have like a shadow self. Oh my god, an explosion. But it doesn't matter because there's they're cybernetic bodies. Oh, he's touching his face. He's getting his eyes. Uh, oh. Is that how he gets? No! No! <laughs> See, the thing is, this is one of those things where somebody who has no idea what this franchise is would be like, oh, okay, this makes sense. But I'm a fan of this mm. franchise, so I find this really stupid. Yeah. It, so, if you, it, you establish that this is a world full of people with cybernetic bodies. Uh. Why would it be that far-fetched of somebody who has different eyes? Well, we've already seen a woman, like, extend her eyes and yeah. jack into her face. <laughs> so why would it be that far-fetched? Why do you need to have a plotline story of Vato getting his eyes? I don't know. Uh because -huh. uh, his actual backstory of him getting his eyes is way more interesting. Yeah. You know, of him being part of a militia. But they don't mention the... Because both in all the adaptations, there is a pre-war to this. Uh. There was a war between, I think the subtext is supposed to be China and Japan. Yeah, it is, something, it is something like that. And then America is involved in some way, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and a lot of the people in Section 9 are sort of veterans, veterans of that war, uh. right? 
like Bato fought in that war, the major fought in that war. Tokusa, I think, was part of it in some way. Yeah, and so, but I don't think a lot of the, I don't think there's even a mention of the war, is there, in the movie? No. Which is stupid. But, like, I can kind of see it if you want to cut down an unnecessary, like, uh, sort of exposition. But honestly, it's it would be an in, it would be a good like way for them to sort of showcase why these characters are together. Like, why why is Bato and the Major in a team together? Like, why do they trust each other? Well, they they were in a war together. Boom. I guess. Oh my god, this character, the doctor, she's such an exposition dump character. <laughs> like, I, I don't understand, is the doctor there to be like the emotional like connection with the major? Like, why is Bato I, not that? Well, I, it resembles that plot, that, that plot of that one episode from the standalone complex where she goes to get like repairs after one of the battles. <laughs> what <laughs> and the uh, and the uh, uh, the that one that that sort of doctor reveals to be a traitor and uh -huh. she tries to kill the major remember <coughs> oh my god <laughs> oh my god spectacular i you know it looks uh, halfway there i'll give it that Would you agree? It looks. It looks. Uh, I mean that 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 reveal shot was was rough. But, yeah, it was. But yeah, now seeing it, it looks it looks fine, I guess. You know how would you do it though? Because you know the thing with animation is that you can sort of bend some rules of anatomy. You know. Cause yeah. In reality, the Bato's eyes, if you would translate it to realistic body proportions makes no sense because he has both no pupils and no mm. sort of surrounding with the whiteness surrounding the eye cold. I don't know. I, I kind of thought they would do it like, um, I don't know. It seems like they've given him like extra skin over his eyes and then put the, oh, pass it out. Oh, but drink. <laughs> They're definitely aware of the pass it out. It kind of, it kind of feels like they've, added more skin to his eyes and then put the like little uh, like mechanical things on there whereas i always read it like it's almost like they're on top of his eyes or where his eyes would be i'm just thankful that they actually realized that this has to be a practical application and not cg oh it would be way too expensive to cg yeah for something so i mean but david okay. fincher would have cg it yeah okay <laughs> we had we had a long discussion about david fincher and the cg gummy bears before this thing started <laughs> oh my god nobody cares about this plot line about doctor so, whoever so the guy i assume is their version of the puppet master which is that shadowy dude we've seen all over the place Once is he supposed to be the one that projects those images of the burning temple in front of the major i'm assuming so unless that's like some part of her past that's leaking through or whatever i don't like this
I think the they it's got a fake the Heineken bottle. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they got the casting of the leader of Section Nine pretty down. You yeah, know, he's pretty like, okay. He's good. Oh my gosh, she's self-reflecting. Do you get it, audience? Do you get it? <laughs> they should have had a moment where she said, "Initiate self-reflection." <laughs> Am I me or am I somebody else? No. You decide. I'm you. What? Wardrobe change. Yeah. Drink. I mean, that's a pretty cool. What is this nonsense? Like, I don't. <laughs> All these visuals on top of buildings. Like, what are they for? Cyberpunk aesthetic, man. <laughs> now we can do it, so we're gonna do it. It doesn't matter if it makes sense or not. Just just imagine the dude living in the apartment right behind one of those. <laughs> He's like, I'm 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 buying blinders. I'm never looking outside ever. Wait, what? Oh, she's a fake cyber person. I don't. Are we getting a sex scene? Please, so. this movie, this movie needs it. <laughs> Does it? Well, and... <laughs> so she's a human pretending to be a robot. Is she, pretend is she pretending, or is she just wearing? Well, she had a bunch of shit on her face, right? Like a fake jaw and everything. Yeah, but why? Because I guess that's the norm, right? Is to be a. Like humans are discriminated or some something. Yeah but, <clears throat> yeah, but we're not really being like explain this character. Well, so, there you go. <laughs> so I don't know Man. if she's just wearing it as kind of a makeup thing or if it's, you know. This actress was told, Lucy, you're smoking on <laughs> that. That's your that's your character. You like yeah. to smoke. Wow, that was that's awkward. Look at me. No. So is this Michael Pitt? Uh, I think Probably. so. It sounds, sounds like him. I'm sorry. They never told us. The only thing I know Michael Pitt from is the the American adaptation of Funny Games. Oh yeah, he was in that one as well. I don't think I've seen him in anything else. He was in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He was pretty good in Boardwalk Empire, actually. I don't watch Empire that much. Oh, it's so good. I like that show. I believe you. I just, you know, didn't have the time. Oh my god. <laughs> the eyes. Why is it that? I, they don't look that bad, though. You know, I'm no, like... No, they, they don't look that bad. halfway there. I just, I just feel like they could have... Uh, they don't look too you terrible. Know what, you know what the problem is? I think it's the lighting. Like, yeah. the, everything is lit the same. You yeah. know, it doesn't matter if it's night or day, all the uh, characters are lit the same. Yeah. You look at this, like, this could be night or day, you wouldn't tell. Uh, I'm also, it's also the fact that you're losing the expression of the eyes. That looks weird. I guess, but I think if you expose it in the daylight, you would mm. sort of embrace it more. Yeah. Also, the original movie had a lot of the scenes in daylight. 
mm. initially, you know, and then it transitioned into night as the movie progressed. Whereas sort of to cater to the Blade Runner aesthetic, everything in this movie is at night or in what appears to be night or at least clouded. Yeah, exactly. Overcast, right? Yeah. But the plot of this, from what I can tell, resembles more sort of the Laughing Man thing than yeah. the original movie. Oh, oh, the garbage truck. Is this gonna be? Oh, it is. It is totally. It is. From the... Yeah. Got a drink? Okay, drink. The garbage truck, man. Now, question is: Is he gonna be? You know, because in the original movie, they had the concept of people being uh, hacked and then their memories being replaced with uh, new memories. Yes, which is one is of the, gonna... in my opinion, one of the best scenes of the movie is when they it interrogate is. him afterwards. It's so good. Well, they are definitely, con <laughs> they are 100% controlled by the hackers since we got a shot of the hacker and everything. And... Yeah, which is actually kind of annoying because, oh, they have the hands. Oh. Oh, that's oh, gotta drink to that. <laughs> drink. Oh, that looked kind of bad, didn't it? Yeah. I kind of like the design of the vehicles, though. Yeah. I always like the design of sort of futuristic vehicles. I don't know. Even in something like Westworld, I still like. Yeah, I was about to ask you about Westworld. Actually, some of the vehicles in the Westworld was kind of my problem with some of the designs. Like, they didn't really? look that interesting. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I sort of like the idea of sort of vehicles toning down their aesthetic over time, like in future settings. Yeah. Except like then... CGI DeLorean over here. <laughs> shoot, shoot. Well, this whole scene is pretty much ripped from the original movie. Yeah. I have a question. Where did these garbage men get their guns from? Oh, that's a good question, Daniel. <laughs> I don't know. Because we've established they're garbage men and that they suddenly got hacked by... Yeah, because in, Michael... in the movie they just crash and yeah. then that's it. Yeah. And then she follows the person that was interacting with them, which is what they're doing now. Yeah, but and I'm assuming the they're getting to the... And then you just yeah. die. Okay, somebody turned him off. Well, that looks cyber, pretty cool. Cyber bodies don't die. That looks pretty cool. The light. Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Uh, it does look pretty cool. Oh, oh no. The shot. Oh. It's not at an appropriate time, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I mean, in isolation, it's kind of a cool... Cool oh, that's shot. a cool shot. That was a cool shot. Yeah. With the reflection. But in, iso in isolation, like having that brief moment of pause as this guy's running through, that was kind of cool. But when you know it's, it's like taken from a totally different part of like the original movie, it's like. Mm. I would say the backgrounds are pretty good. You know, like this color. shot in particular. I think they look pretty good. Where's the smile? In, in the original, he runs into this place and he stands for a moment and smiles at the view. Like, he, he sees his city and he, like... I know, but I think it's, it's, it's almost all the way there. Like, this is a yeah. pretty good scene. But I, but I feel like... Gotta the drink, drink, it's a... Yeah. We gotta basically, like, inhale here. But actually, I feel like the original movie had a lot of... 
like incidental color in its in its cityscape. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Like some of the walls were painted red or yellow and it had a lot of those like neon signs to give color, especially in mm -hmm. this scene. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of muted background with occasional yeah. color. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So we're Sin oh, City esque. This, that shot was a bit. Uh... Oh, the, are they actually fighting in water? It looks like the water sometimes looks CG. <laughs> they they might have done some enhancement to do CG. Oh, that <laughs> she didn't do. They just like they added a punch sound effect, and she didn't even touch him. <laughs> Why doesn't Bato ask, like, hey, Major, where are your generals? Oh, they're, okay, they're basically doing his... Interrogation his memory, sequence. Yeah, his memory has been changed. Yeah. But it's so like... Yeah, yeah. But they it's put him so in, like, a glass... Later. Yeah. They put it in a glass cage and not just sitting down on a... And also the Major wasn't interrogating him. It was a... a Kozuka. Yeah. Who was who has an actual reason for interrogating him because he, he's the only ca character in Section 9 who's fully human, or at uh, least close to fully human. Yeah. But of course here he's just he's just another named background character. Yeah, he like there's no scenes focused on Kozuka at all. No, like he's just there. Yeah. At least they name him. Like <laughs> That's the... That's Wait, the... To be fair, a lot of the Section 9 members get a bit forgotten in the, in the end. Well, that's true for this series as well. Like, there's a, two characters, I think, in this series that basically get no screen time. Mm. But Kozuka was pretty important in the series. And he had some screen time in the movie as well, but in yeah. this series, like... And now she's... Why, why is she camouflaging? Okay, they're establishing this. This is okay. Yeah, but in the in the original, it was just like they showed him the like he shows his his uh, the other garbage truck guy an image of his daughter, and we don't see what's on it. But then when they show him the image again, it's just an image of him, and his his cyber brain is sort of creating the image of his daughter onto this this random yeah. image. It was very and effective. Yeah. yeah, it just shows really well. And of course, the I, I say acting, but of course, the animation and the voice acting sort of creates this idea of like, he suddenly realizes that all his memories are fake instead of just being told. Also, in the picture that he shows, he's walking a basset hound. <laughs> yeah. Ah, I'm reflecting on my own reality. Do you get it, audience? <laughs> <laughs> We're losing it? What? <laughs> what are you losing? To what? I think they're going through his head to... to the bad guy who I think is Kusei? Oh yeah. That's definitely Michael Pitt talking right there. A Michael Pitt. This wasn't in the original movie at all. 
No. Like they're still guessing at this point in the original movie. Who yeah, the... what's going on? Yeah. And they to sort be of. Fair, I think this is probably a good idea for sort of non-fans as well. Like, uh. because if you don't know the backstory in the original movie, it also is a bit rough to. <laughs> he did oh, a that, flip. That, <laughs> that guy just offed himself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. No, I'm I'm coming up on the eyes. The eyes look good, you know. Yeah. Um, I just wish they were there from the beginning because I also wish that yes. Because it it's kind of like it happened, and he mentions like one time that it's weird to drive with them, and that he can see a Night lot more vision, with right? them. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, it's like they were there to be for the beginning. Oh, like, we get some we get some classic Section Nine costumes right here. Oh yeah. Right? Like the the sort of uh, bulletproof vests that they have, right? Ah, uh -huh. oh, man. I love standalone so complex. <laughs> it made me think of how good standalone complex is. Yeah, and I'm thinking, why didn't you just do, like, I, I get it that the original Mamoru Bushi movie, I keep wanting to say Mamoru Husoda, but that's a different dude. Like, that uh, you want to do the Mamoru. Holy shit. The fuck? The that you want to do the the Mamoru Oshii film, but honestly, doing more akin to standalone complex just it's just more I don't know. It just fits better in both tone and execution to what I would imagine a uh, a like live action movie. This is so also, blandly kind shot of, though. Like, also, they are sort a... of forgoing a lot of the like existential bits of the movie. Yeah, it's a very poor mix of yeah. the series and the movie. Why are they doing cocaine? They're robots. <laughs> cyber cocaine. Cyber <laughs> Is the cyberpunk game out? No, but I think it's going to be out this year or something. What if you're going to be able to do cyber cocaine in that? That would be good. It's just some mechanical fluid you you just shove into your socket. There there are some weird news coming out about that game of like the weird systems they put in. Oh, this is a trailer shot right there. Yeah. How is this related to the main plot? I don't know. It's Reddit's main server. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so he's he's disguising himself as yeah yeah okay. We're coming to your positions. Monks, do you get it? Because yeah. monks are introspective, introspective, like the internet. What? <laughs> I think that I think that's actually more thought than these guys put into it. They were just like monks looks cool. William Wheeler, who's one of the writers of the screenplay of this movie, he worked on this fucking thing for like two or three years. It's like, this is the best you could come up with? I mean... Like, honestly, it's, it's painfully generic, but I can kind of see where he's coming from in terms of, like, translating... trying to translate the, the original movie into... What the fuck is this scene? into like, can't see shit. no translating it into something like that would 
that would hopefully go with a with a like western audience or what you would think would go with a western audience is probably more the I guess, the thought yeah. yeah the problem is we all we we both are fans so we know more about the series than you know your average ticket paying audience yeah but okay, that's a question for all types of sort of established uh, ip you know like yeah how much do you do to sort of service the fans and how much do you do to service new audience you know? yeah and that's that's why i think like again i get that they're going with sort of more tonal and some aesthetic parts of the original movie but it just doesn't fit this idea of making more of a like an action movie like a sci-fi sci action movie like the matrix is a is a pretty good example of how you would do the original ghost in the shell as a live action movie and that's you know its own thing yeah and everybody knows how preachy the matrix is about its like <laughs> philosophy and stuff <gasps> oh no it's steven oh. spielberg's ai <laughs> i don't get why they they decided to call him kuze he's not named kuze in the original movie he's isn't just Ku isn't kuze a character from standalone complex you might be right. He might be the laughing man. Maybe, but they haven't done the laughing man. Like, it's not like they put up the laughing man simple or anything or played into that story. <sighs> Which, honestly, I would... That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. But I think that was initially what was what were they going to do. They were going to do the laughing man story arc. Mm. Right? That was the initial reports, sort of. From my yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's yeah. That's the understatement of the century, right there. So is he like a prototype her? Well, that was in the movie. They're sort of made in the. They're made from the same company. Yeah. And they yeah, resemble that's... each other in like a mirror way. So I guess that makes sense. Except these two don't mirror you. Two five seven. Yeah, that's the same project as in the original movie. And they had to move on. Like Are he's a government. He, he's supposed to be a governmental program in the in the original movie, that was supposed to regulate like sort of different governmental agencies, but then went rogue. That's uh. my interpretation. These effects are pretty good though. Yeah. They're like unreal, unreal four engine level. <laughs> I mean, to be yeah. fair, this movie, this movie is from 2017. Like, it looks pretty good, though. Yeah, it looks okay. It is an uncanny valley sort of thing when you have like dismembered faces and all that. It looks a bit strange, right? Yeah. Have you seen the tech demo for Unreal Engine 5? Oh yeah. Looks pretty damn good, doesn't it? Yeah, like all of the like lighting effects. I like the fact that we had this moment in computer graphics where it was like, here's here's real time ray tracing, and now it's just like, yeah, let's not do that again, <laughs> because the Unreal Engine doesn't really show ray tracing; it shows like global illumination, which is a different way of doing it. Yeah, but I think it works perfectly fine within. I, th I think there is still going to be ray tracing. I think it's just going to be like a mix of it. Like you do ray tracing for like reflections and stuff. 
I think the problem with ray tracing is that you can only do it efficiently or sort of realistically in a in a one light scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like this scenario, like there's only one light. Yeah, like it, that really helps with making his like because most of his body is like either CG or like a mix of CG and and like practical. And because there's only one light, it looks pretty okay. Yeah, exactly. But that's the kind of you need to have a really, really controlled light scenario so that you uh, can emulate the lights in a simulation that you do for the CG elements. Yeah. And it's easier to do with just one light than it is with like a more global illuminated. Like yeah, if this like took place like or whatever. Yeah, if this yeah. took place like outside. Then yeah, then the simulation wouldn't be capable of emulating all the reflections that you have in a daylight scenario. Yeah. We're just not there yet. This is the truth, you know. Don't take the medication that they give you. Don't take the medication that they give you. So is this supposed to be Michael Pitt, right? This is Michael Pitt, yeah. Yeah. So I guess he's supposed to be like a blend of the the puppet master and the laughing man. Yeah, what I'm gathering. but they aren't really doing much of the laughing man stuff. Suddenly his gun's akimbo. Yeah, but this scene also doesn't occur at all in the movie. Well, there is there is the scene kind of when they go to the uh, facility. Uh, well, they're at section 9. Yeah, like where, they're at where section they... 9 where they have him sort of yeah. suspended, right? Yeah. But it's in a totally different... Like, this is... This is not a section nine, it's just in a random sort of establishment, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna stare at you while you sleep. Could you imagine, like, she's of course 90% cybernetic, walks up to somebody who's sleeping and then just basically puts herself on autopilot until they wake up <laughs> and you see from her perspective it's just her watching cat videos for like nine hours straight <laughs> you hear the windows xp sound when it boots up <laughs> see this is the kind of thing i find funny about cyberpunk is it always takes itself so fucking seriously but you can so easily make fun of it oh it's the doctor lady i thought it was the 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 black lady that she met in the alley. Yeah, what was, what was that all about? I thought that was going to come back, but it's not. Yeah, I, so. I also thought she was going to be like a character, but no. <laughs> I thought you were going to be a character, but you weren't. So <laughs> this, this shot kind of makes me think of how like tall Scarlett Johansson actually is or uh, more like how not tall she is because she isn't the she's no, really she's that very tall. short yeah yeah and this shot i don't know even though she's standing looking down at this doctor that wide shot makes her look kind of tiny <laughs> i need you to deliver more exposition to me why are you leaving she's about to give you your fucking answers god damn this is like this is telenovela style acting, <laughs> just leaving a, a room for no reason. Oh my God. I was watching, uh, somebody sent me clips from a Romanian telenovela, by the way, oh Romanians have telenovelas, by the way, that's a thing. Uh, 
and uh, it was so bad. Like there's a there's hundreds of scenes of people walking into rooms uh -huh. while other people are having sex, or oh, yeah. people just walking out of rooms in a dramatic way. You know, like oh, I can't believe I heard this news. I'm just gonna walk out of the room. It's like why? why? Just finding out shit right now. <laughs> oh my god we'll let's have this emotional story. discussion whilst we're just standing and looking at each other yeah you, don't you want to sit down have a coffee do a sudoku puzzle <laughs> don't you want to like walk around and be angry you know no no i'm just gonna stand here looking at you how cool would it have been if the major would have been like you know what i want to have this conversation while we're driving because i'm calm while i'm driving like that would have been a cool character thing you know but instead we have to like these these characters are essentially you know vessels for driving the plot like they don't have any characteristics whatsoever yeah but I'm, I'm also thinking like what kind of character have we gotten out of out of makoto or out of the major like she's a robot sure she may have been part of an experiment She's gone off the grid. Just sit in that chair and we'll shoot you and then we'll add in your thing in post. <laughs> oh, it's the diving scene. Except you is can't see thing? shit in it. Yeah, it's still dark. The problem is I'm watching it on the big TV in the living room and the the light is coming from outside. I can't see anything. Like I'm, I'm sitting at my desk watching it, and I can't see. Sh I can barely. There's like see some shit. jellyfish there or something. Yeah, there is a jellyfish. Oh, it's the one where she goes up towards the. Drink. Yeah, except there are no different. There's no distinguishing between the two colors, and it looks like shit. <laughs> and you can't see shit. Oh, we sound like such assholes because we're still complaining about the original series and the movie, but this they is supposed made to a emulate movie. that. Make a better movie, goddammit. Yeah, and this is obviously supposed to emulate the original movie. Because these yeah. are... By the way, drink, because this is a scene from the original movie. Huh? <sighs> I'm so drunk. Uh, Wait, Bato is a company man who follows orders? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, you know, he was in the series, he's the renegade who feeds... Uh, by uh, biological fuel to the tachikoma ais that make yeah. them sentient oh my and god like he he does a lot of shit in the in in the tv show that's like off the books and basically illegal because he can yeah because he's a rebel yeah he he's he's a stereotype in the show as well like he's supposed to be like a clint eastwood type uh I don't know, loose cannon, right? Yeah, except he's not emotionally loose in that regard. Yeah. Like, he, there's obviously, like, some sort of sexual tension between him and the major. Yeah, to an extent. I would I would say. But, obviously, in this movie, it all goes totally flaccid. <laughs> I'm, I'm just noticing that whenever they show the cityscape, there's a... a a big uh, hologram of a guy running. Where? I can't see it. Uh, you can't. It's when they show both of them side to side. I don't think that. Uh, 
it's out of focus damn it oh this is this is from the original as well but i guess the whole scene is from so yeah the funny thing about the original movie is that it has that anime trope of uh yeah, I guess it's, <laughs> it's in this as well, <laughs> which is very funny. Like, it has an anime trope of... See, uh, there's the guy uh, running. Yeah, okay, I can see it, yeah. Uh, the male characters get shy of nudity from mm. the female characters, which is a very anime thing. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this because uh, in both in the series and in the movie, the major is in very, like, I don't know, anime-style clothing uh. no i was thinking how much of that will be in the movie so far not that much could you imagine her like uh standalone complex outfit i can't i uh. really can't as in i i can't imagine scarlett johansson agreeing to it <laughs> she's like no way i'm gonna be in this g-string with the extremely low hanging jeans and uh. all that what the fuck is happening? What? Are, who are these people? Take the security to headquarters. We have the major. Suddenly, we got some Blade Runner soundtrack in there. They captured her. I, wait, are we back in the beginning, or is this no, like a callback? It's, no, no, I, I think it's present still. Yeah, yeah but it's how they capture like, her? Isn't she supposed to be like a high-end? Yeah, but they they were just like we're hanging security, and now it's just like she went with them, I guess. Like, why would you go voluntarily? I guess yeah, maybe she wants answers. Even though How she already got them from, except she already got them from the doctor, I guess. Why should she say this? Why? <laughs> Has she been turned by a terrorist? Oh, this is it. I guess this is kind of interesting. They're sort of, you know, the movie, the original movie sort of ends up her blending or melding with the, uh, the puppet master. Yeah. And sort of here, they're already, already speculating that she melded with him, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Because the, the puppet master is considered so some form of terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. Like a cyber terrorist. Yeah. I'll delete everything. You've deleted before. <laughs> I'll just delete I'll, everything. I'll delete it again. <laughs> she's mine. No. She's a contract. Did she consent to that? <laughs> <laughs> this is such an American thing. Like I swear to God. It's like, I like the fact that they're talking about the ghost as if it's an actual thing, whereas in the original movie it's more of a metaphysical, the alcohol is taking effect, uh, a metaphysical sort of concept. It's more the question of do we have a soul, and if so, does it exist inside this mechanical shell? Whereas here it's like, no, no, she does have a ghost. It's like, okay, how do you know that? Because the concept of a ghost is very sort of abstract you know yeah, it's, the, it's, it's not the your idea. brain it's your it's, spirit right it's your soul yeah it's like it's an established you know everybody knows about this like yeah we have a ghost and everything it's like what like people debate today whether you know the soul uh, exists and all that you know also every time they mention the number that 
Yakuza was a part of the 2751. Yeah. All I can think about is 24601 from uh, the Miserab. <laughs> Two f- <laughs> Two four six oh one. Hugh Jackman comes in for a musical number, special guest appearance. Uh, this movie needs some Hugh Jackman. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. It needs some actual good screenplay. <laughs> Do you think you can actually translate? Yes. Not not just Ghost in the Shell, but but sort of anime in general to live action. No. Well, in general, it's a weird answer, but I think in general, no. Yeah, I mean, it also it comes. It depends on on what, because I think Ghost in the Shell is probably one of the easier ones to translate. Yeah, the movie, we... the original movie, is very accessible. I think. Uh... It, in terms of, it doesn't have a lot of the anime tropes that are very yeah, hard okay. to understand to mainstream audiences. In that regard, yeah, but it's also, it's sort of very, like if they translated the original movie directly, like one for one into live action, I don't think mainstream audience would have liked it, honestly. Yeah, but it's not, are we talking about making a mainstream blockbuster or are we talking about making a, yeah. a good movie, you know, a cohesive, because you could ad- adapt the original movie in sort of an art movie, yeah, you know, yeah. an independent art movie if you wanted to. Yeah. But I think but, I think you can make it into a blockbuster. Like the Matrix did that. Yeah, I think if they went for the if they leaned more on the 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 standalone complex narrative. Yeah. You could make it into more of a procedural crime investigation movie, you know, yeah. and then have it splinter onto sequels and whatever. Uh. I think of all the animes out there. I think Ghost in the Shell could have had a chance. Yeah, I would say but, so as well. But but I, I think because I think I know that there are a lot of Akira adaptations. Yeah. I mean, Akira. On. People have been talking about. Is that a Honda motorcycle? Okay. Uh, yeah. Huh. <laughs> the hood of uh, the motorcycle looks ridiculous. Yeah, uh, there's been talk about making an Akira live-action movie for decades. Like. Yeah. At some point, Christopher, Christopher Nolan, Nolan was yeah. was attached to it. Now it's Taika Waititi is attached to it. Yeah, Ridley uh, Scott was rumored years and years ago. Yeah, he was probably one of the original that was sort of rumored. Yeah, but it's just why bother at this point? It's like the movie is op- is really good, the original one, and it's because it's animation. You don't have that dated quality to it. It still feels. Mm futuristic in its setting yeah. the same with ghost in the shell uh. so i get that it, it was one of the original sort of mainstream hits that anime had and you want to capitalize off that ap but if you respect the original then you would know that ad- adapting it to live action would be pointless i don't know yeah. that's my point wait is that togusa's revolver i they, think did they, so did they move that to the section nine leader maybe oh my god but also like well you, you also... see you see the problems that you get when you adapt it to live action you get all this stuff like you get character blending and all this yeah. stuff and it's very you know for what? fans who are the primary audience that you're that are certainly gonna watch this fucking trash <laughs> i mean you're expecting that the the fans will you know drive the original 
interest in the movie and then drive you know positive word of mouth so that other people might go watch it along with like reviewers who say hey it's a good movie actually because yeah. many reviewers will actually have seen the original or yeah. Sorry, continue. Right. And, but you're now making a movie that is so far removed from anything resembling, you know, the original concept that it's just, it's like, it's, it's, it's the shell of Ghost in the Shell, not, not the soul of it. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my I have God, a feeling man. there's some reviewer that's used that in their, in their review of this movie. Several, probably. Um, but also in in terms of Akira, like like have you ever read Akira? I have. I've read oh, the I Marvel getting... republication, but yeah. Yeah, like I have I have the manga of Akira. Uh, cool. And I love it. I think it's a the great. The whole manga? Oh yeah, the entire thing. Jesus, like ten... you must have had like a stacked bookshelf. Oh, it's on the bottom of my bookshelf because if I put it on any of the shelves, the shelf will literally collapse because it's in a box. Uh, it's like a, it's like the thirty-five year anniversary edition. Nice. So it's in it's in like a box and it weighs literally ten kilos. Is it in color or is it? Uh, no, like there were there are apparently two releases of it. The American release, so it's in six volumes. It's in like the six American big... release was handled by Marvel. Yeah. But the American version of this uh, anniversary edition is the colored version yeah. that was released in the West. Unfortunately, the European version is the black and white version, which I'm okay with because I like the black and white. But the color in the in the American version is pretty good. Yeah, it is. It is very well handled. Yeah. Yeah. It was apparently also the artist that was picked for the color was handpicked by Katsuhiro Otomo, who did the oh, original manga. Nice. But to go back to Akira, like even that movie doesn't do the entire manga no it does a, an arc from the manga yeah and a bit of the a ending story arc. It, it like takes the first two volumes and then the ending kind of but the same with the ghost in the show like they did sort of an adaptation of parts of the story from the manga mm -hmm. and then they did their own thing in the end yeah you know. but we also have to consider that like the original ghost in the shell movie is made by a great director and oh yeah the original definitely. akira movie is made by the literal guy who made the manga yeah like, which is crazy to think oh yeah about. yeah have you ever seen steam boy the other movie he made <laughs> i i'm a big fan of steam boy i, I really also like really steam like steam boy i'm i'm actually why don't people make a live action adaptation of steam boy that would be pretty by easy. the way a lot of the design uh, inspiration behind legend of korra based on the commentary is based on steam boy <laughs> Ah, that actually makes sense. I don't know think about it. I like Steam Boy. Go watch Steam Boy. Go watch Steam Boy. Don't watch this bullshit. What are we doing? What is this scene? Who is this I, character? I, I Okay, so I kind of know the twist of this movie. No, but I know it as well. But who is this person that the Major is talking to? I think it's her mom. Oh, right. Okay, got it. Because I also know the twist. At, well, I guess we can just mention it at this point. She's supposed to be a Japanese girl at origin that inhabits yeah. a Western-looking, I guess, body. Uh, which just really drives home the whitewashing angle. <laughs> I, I remember it just when draws I, more emphasis on it. Than... Yeah, 
I remember like people were of course discussing this movie as we've already mentioned about the whitewashing angle and oh, that's a cool shot yeah uh, it is uh, it looks like a Dark Knight Rising shot <laughs> yeah kind of oh there's the revolver but, but it's, it's not, not for the correct character <laughs> <laughs> but so a lot of people were arguing that they were not going to bring up you know anything that she was just going to be a non-asian character in this in this like world but then it came out that she was literally like an asian character put into the body of scarlett johansson so <laughs> it just drives home the like whitewashing point and it's just like i honestly i can't imagine being the script writer and actually putting that in because even i know that that is that is yikes the you mentioned the original director of the original movie Manoroshi, yes yeah they brought him on set of this movie as a sort of attempt to PR backpedal the fact that it's whitewashing and uh, they had him say like, oh, Scarlett Johansson is a perfect actor for this type of role. <laughs> yeah, they, they keep doing that. They did the same with the like um, the Death Note movie that they made, which that's another oh, movie that we should do. That's terrible. <laughs> That's I, way I, worse than this. I would say right now, yeah. that's way worse than this. Yeah. Although I kind of like, I kind of like it more as like fun trash, whereas this is just boring. Uh, yeah, I agree. This is really boring. <laughs> but actually, like, I don't know. There is a lot of. I don't know when I when I think about the idea of adapting anime into live action, I think more about the concepts. You know, don't. Yeah. Like Don't the Philip do... K. Dick style implications of sci-fi, right? Did you just kill the... No, they didn't kill him. He ducked, Daniel. I don't know, it looked more like he got shot in the face. Nah, they, we didn't get the shot from the trailer. The door's gonna he... explode out in this guy's face. Yep. Good oh, okay. call. I... Good call. <laughs> Actually, I thought the door was like gonna explode off its hinges and then... Oh. Nah, that didn't. That wouldn't. That would make less sense than what happened. Nah, I don't know. Sci-fi security measures. Who knows? I'm gonna use my like, revolver. Oh, uh, use my. That is definitely part of my character. <laughs> so I guess they meant they kind of blended uh, the two characters. I don't know. I don't. I don't mind seeing him having an action scene, and he's. I guess. That's kind of an okay shot. The lines. Tobato <laughs> just sitting drinking a beer. <laughs> it looks like he's drinking fucking Red Bull energy drinks. <laughs> oh. oh! Shot. I feel like we're forgetting to drink at some point. Well, we're very drunk. <laughs> I've actually just been having a sip every now and again just to be like. Me yeah. too. <laughs> oh, Togusa. Is that Togusa? I, hey, I he also so. has a revolver. Yeah, you he see also that? has a revolver. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, at least he also has his revolver. <laughs> I guess. But I thought it was a case of transferring character attributes just to com compress storylines. But he yeah. also has a revolver. I don't know. Maybe. I guess that's just fan service at this point. Which is what this movie is. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. But back to the back to the idea, like I actually think that if you like kind of like with the Matrix, like the Matrix took the concepts of Ghost in the Shell and sort of made its own thing about it. And I think that works a lot better than, you know, trying to adapt, you know, 
spider. Yeah, but that could easily be also hit and miss. Yes, sir. Yeah, like obviously. Think but... of mute. <laughs> yeah. In the sense okay. that cyberpunk is a very, at this point, in my opinion, very generic aesthetic. I mean, it is more of aesthetic than a genre, in my opinion. Yeah, but as, in the same space, like if you tackle the same, I don't know, I would I would call them Philip K. Dick style mm -hmm. uh, themes that are sort of attributed to cyberpunk. Mm. When you also do the cyberpunk aesthetic, makes the themes also seem generic, you know? Yeah. The fuck? Is this a memory? Oh, she she didn't yeah, take the the drugs. Yeah, she, thing, so. she's she's experiencing a simulation. A simulation. Look at the artifacting because that's Morbius is gonna appear and be like, you're a battery. How <laughs> Morbius wa walks out of the doorway and is like, I will show you something. <laughs> you're a battery. Just, just Forrest Whitaker walking out like, this is. But Forrest Whitaker now, like fat Forrest Whitaker, be like, you're is a battery. Forrest, is Forrest Whitaker gonna come back for the new Matrix movie? I hope so. He was the best part of the original series, in my opinion. I don't know. Keanu Reeves is kind of entertaining, just as well, a, like, yeah. But he's kind of also like, Carrie Ann Moss is kind of cool. I like Carrie Ann Moss. I think she's and she's coming, coming back. back. Yeah. she is coming back, which I like. I'm I'm very skeptical about the new new Matrix movie because I don't know. Wachowski brothers have been very misled in the past uh, ten years. Uh, first of all, sisters. The fuck is sisters? They both they both transitioned. And oh, two, oh sorry, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. And two, it's only one of them. It's not. Yeah, both of them. but I, I don't know. I'm doubting the fact that. One of them is gonna do it, and then the other one is not gonna. I don't know. Poach in on like, it or whatever. It seems like uh, it's gonna be a lot of the. I don't know if you saw Sense Eight. I haven't seen it, but it's no, like. No, I, ha uh, I have watched the first season of it. Okay, it's it's a lot of that team, and also the original writer of Cloud Atlas is in there. I swear to God, Sense Eight made no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> As in, it made sense towards the end, but the first couple episodes were really bad at establishing the world uh, and everything. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm at least casually looking forward to it just because I I want to see what they do. Honestly, like I I really don't need another Matrix. I, you know. I mean, do we need another Matrix? No. 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 But do we need another Speed Racer? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Definitely need another speed racer. <laughs> I really like the visuals in that movie. I'm just gonna say that. Oh yeah, that movie's gorgeous. Yeah, it's about something completely superfluous, but that's. See, that's know. a movie that got the anime aesthetic right. Yeah, they should have hired the Wachowski. Can you imagine if Wachowski's made Ghost in the Shell, the movie? I mean, again, they already did. Well, that's kind of the problem, right? Like a lot of it feels derivative at this point yeah. because we already had like a bunch of interpretations of the concepts in Ghost in the Shell and other media. Mm. So by this point, yeah. it feels, I don't know. It's like, what what is this movie if not Ghost in the Shell? Well, it's a little bit of Blade Runner. It's a little bit of like The Matrix. It's a yeah. little bit of like every other movie that has like existential what am I questions, you know? Yeah, exactly the nature of reality and all that stuff yeah into my network 
into and my network. <laughs> that sounds slightly dirty. <laughs> Jack into my network. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daniel, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, Steven, we should just have a microphone on when I when I watch movies because I sit and do these kind of thing all the time when I no. watch a movie. Do you do it out, out loud? Like... <laughs> I, I sit and giggle to myself because it's funny. But that's mostly when I watch bad movies. I'll take control from here. Weapon system. Manual command. Oh. Oh, this Spider is... Spider tank! Yeah. Well, that's a, you... I, that's a thing that I, I kind of sort of appreciate about this movie where... The sp to be fair, the spider tank in the original movie had no establishment whatsoever. Like, it just no. appeared. Yeah. I guess the implication of it is that it was controlled by the puppet master. But it's never established, it just appears there. It's like Yeah, it's it's kind of this? it's kind of just an action sequence that happens because it has to happen kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and it's a very good action sequence. Yeah, it's a great action sequence, but the sort of the sort of reasoning for it is kind of odd. Yeah, you're right. Whereas this doesn't feel that impactful. Right. Also, I can't see half the things that are going on. <laughs> it's very like I get it. They're going for an aesthetic of it's dark, but there's a difference between it's dark and I can't see shit <laughs> on the screen. It is, I guess, a very hard um, sort of threshold to meet. Where it's very low contrast. Like, had there been is... more contrast between like the lit parts of her, like her skin, for instance, and mm. and like the rest. Like, for instance, that shot there of Michael Pitt. Like, you can see the the sort of the lit part of his face are kind of contrasting against the dark so you can kind of see his face but the spider tank is so blends so heartlessly into the background that you can hardly see it uh, one of the things that i appreciated about the original movie in this particular scene oh by the way drink because this is a scene from the original movie basically but what i appreciated about it is that you have all these cool times of uh -huh. either the her gun heats up too much and she has to drop a hot cartridge into the water yeah yeah and the the rain is coming down and you you see the inside of her gun as she's loading back up mm -hmm. you know and you see the 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 destruction that the this mech creates on the pillars behind her like you can see the steel beams behind these pillars yeah, yeah. It, it creates a sort of feel of realism you know yeah that's Whereas actually a thing this, I've noticed. It's a bunch of bullshit. I can't see half of it. <laughs> that's that's actually a thing I've noticed a lot with animation is that they go like many both movies and TV shows go out of their way to sort of interpret reality in a way that live action just takes for granted. Exactly, yeah. Because they have to create everything. Like like, like why not really animate, you know, pick up what the fuck is going on? He's like Oh, she has her cloaks. She has oh. her cloak suit on. I don't know. I mean, I guess they kind of established that the cloak suit is a suit she wears, and it's not just her not wearing anything. Yeah, where that's what, what was happening in the. Oh, she's gonna go super muscular, and her no. arms are gonna break. I'm kind of disappointed by the music. I haven't really been paying attention to it. Oh, there you go. Oh. Ah uh, yeah. Nah, See, this, this is kind of cool. This, this is, is cool. pretty cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again, it's also <laughs> a shot directly taken off the original movie, so 
Yeah. Yeah, but the whole sequence is pretty much. And again, I can't see what the fuck. <laughs> I can't see what's going on. It's it's so dark. It, this is yeah. like a, a trick that people use to hide visual effects. You know, shooting in the dark. You know, so you I don't... mean, yeah. Because we That's talked good... about the whole glo global illumination thing that shooting yeah. things in the daylight, but you can still have a primary light source, mm. like from the moon. You know, shooting through the sky dome mm. that will light up stuff better. But I don't know. So this is where they jack into each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, the original movie sort of has this implication of sex, where they talk about the offsprings from their merging of the major and the, yeah. the puppet master and what their offspring I mean, look like. Yeah, in, in the original, it is kind of vaguely sexual, but it also is kind of vaguely sort of, sort of strange in the fact that they are sort of mirrors at each other like yeah but the shots the shots are the same here like in the movie mm. yeah like, yeah, like the... it's 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 basically <laughs> shot for shot shot for shit <laughs> see that shot when he gets shot to the face yeah. it's so oh the 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 section annihilator is here <laughs> the fuck is going on i can't see shit what the did, he, did he hit that helicopter or <laughs> like the helicopter just started crashing. I didn't. I didn't see an impact shot of yeah, like him hitting with the sniper. <laughs> so dark. I can't see anything. Oh, the, oh no. Oh, that's Batu. I thought it was a section leader for a second. I like the fact that there isn't actually the sea because they, she's wearing a a stealth suit and not basically just being naked, which she is in the original. Yeah, there isn't and that scene Batu where Batu covers her up. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's okay. I don't have any nipples. Okay, so her name is Matoko Kuzanagi. Yeah, or that's the big reveal, right? Diane. <laughs> Pillow aspic <laughs> emoting. <laughs> Where she got off? I mean, I mean to be fair, he's trying to emote without you being able to see his eyes. Yeah, no, so. it's it's a tough position to be in. Yeah, it really is. Also, he's a fan favorite and now played by an actor who doesn't resemble him at all. Yeah, it's 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 tough. Yeah, should have gotten Ron Perlman. Perlman. I'm just saying. Who is this guy? I don't know who this guy is. Is he like the leader of Hanka, or is he? Well, I. And what I gather is that he's supposed to be the leader of Section Six from the movie, sort of an out, like an amalgamation of that. Mm -hmm. Remember that there's a Section Six in the movie. Yeah. They created the Puppet Master originally. Yeah. But now it's Hanka Robotics. I guess they merged the two. Yeah. That's what I was built for. Do I have your consent? And I give my consent. Shoot, shoot, dead, dead. Wait. <laughs> so why, why did Scott Johansson have to give her consent to shoot, to for him to shoot this dude? <laughs> to give her consent to her boss to yeah. shoot somebody. To else. shoot this this random dude. 
Makes no sense. Oh my god, it's so poorly shot. Why? I can't see anything. Oh, there you go. See, this we can see, and it's yeah. still... Like... It's called contrast between blue and black. <laughs> there you go. What is this, the stadium from Akira? <laughs> it says 2020 Olympics in the back. <laughs> See? See, the original character is in this movie. We just buried her right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. See? See, guys, we did it. <laughs> See, the original movie is in here. It's buried right <laughs> Oh, my God. I feel like I would be really bad as as like the creator on this type of project because I would just look at everything and go, this is how people are going to make fun of it. <laughs> like you would be the writer in the writer's room would be like, everybody would address you as Daniel, you fucking asshole. <laughs> no, no, I'd, I'd be the, the guy they send the script to in the end and I get back all of the, the notes of like, this is shit. And then they never use any of it. <laughs> Who was that lady? Did you see that, that lady? Was, that was, was the... that was her mom. I oh, think. that was yeah, right. Okay, I forgot. <laughs> actually, on that note, I actually read a blog post by. Um, did you ever see the Percy Jackson movies? No. Okay. Oh, I so have the a friend who keeps recommending them to me, but I oh, never they're watched them. They're terrible. So the original writer of the books, which they're based on, uh, has a blog, and he he wrote a a blog post like last year or something talking about his him working with the production on the first movie <laughs> can you imagine if that stream of water would have come out of her lower ends <laughs> she looked like she was sick <laughs> uh, sorry continue but he, he talks about how like he only talks about the first movie because it's because it's so long removed and he he shows some emails but like blanks out the names of of who he's writing to and it's basically him talking about how to doctor the script like what they should do to the script in order to make it better and they just did none of it <laughs> oh oh we're redoing the first shot of yep drink which we've already done <laughs> we're doing... oh, we're oh doing no the... no no yeah it's the uh, cloaking okay, we're doing... scene we're doing the part that we didn't do originally you're authorized drink so consent so bad <laughs> so the cloaking is worse than oh okay that's the end is there a post credit scene i doubt it we can we we can stick the comments here until the credits are in are ending okay, so th there's no post credit scene so I just daniel checked. what did you think of this movie overall it was boring yeah it was really boring holy shit we talked about everything else except the movie didn't we yeah we, we just like that's the thing like we're not it's not like we're not talking about the movie because we don't have anything to say. It's just it's boring. Like I just found myself sipping uncontrollably because I was so bored. <laughs> yeah, like I I also noticed like halfway through the movie that we had that clause of like drink whenever there's an explosion and we just forgot. Uh, I don't know. Well, the thing about the original movie, it it is kind of boring, but in a way that it is you know, existential in nature, sort of questions all these things. 
but yeah. because you have this sort of blockbuster feel to the original to the 2017 movie then uh. it becomes pointless you know yeah also they sort of strip out all the things that made the original movie interesting you know the introspective nature of it the sort of anti-blockbuster it is like of course it's not it was not made to be a blockbuster it was made to be an anime an anime movie yeah which very different from you know a hollywood blockbuster but comparing it to a hollywood blockbuster it kind of goes against what they're supposed what they usually are you know they have also the uh the original or some version of the original soundtrack playing over the end credits Like they have the hums. Uh, I can hear them. I can hear the hums. Okay. Uh, I think, I don't know. I think Pilo Aspic was better than I thought based on what I've yeah. seen halfway drunk. <laughs> but, uh, like, the acting I think is fine. It's just the writing leads a lot to be desired. Yeah, the, right, the script is bad. We're yeah, not bad, but generic, you know. I, I would go as far as to call it bad, honestly. <laughs> there you go. Given Daniel given the fact given the given the fact that they had such an extensive array of source material to go from, that they that like like they had such a good foundation to be like, okay, we're gonna make a movie that is interesting but also has the action bits that you know is required for a blockbuster of this scale you know we can we can get a good understanding of these characters through the different adaptations and sort of pick and choose are we going to be more introspective major are we going to be more like like more sassy major are we going to you know like you yeah. have this wide spectrum of of ideas that you know fans will at least be able to latch on to and be like, oh, they're going more, you know, standalone complex in tone. Okay, fine. We like standalone complex. That's great. But it's a, an in-between zone. Also, this movie was shot in New Zealand, so... <laughs> Most of it. But uh, I don't know. I, this, this, this franchise is not made for a mainstream adaptation i don't think so and sort of i think i actually disagree i think you could make a mainstream adaptation of ghost in the shell this mm. is just not it maybe maybe as a mini series or a tv series yeah because because i don't think the move uh, a singular movie can condense sort of the backstory of both section nine and the philosophical concepts that go into yeah. the sci-fi world of the series yeah i don't know because a lot of the crux of the movie was her backstory you know yeah. which one in the movie doesn't get mentioned at all and yeah in the, it, in the it series kind of changed it gets kind of changed into she was just someone yeah and in the series gets very little lip service like i think you mm. get one episode or two yeah because the important part is the cases they handle mm. you know i don't know it's... and that's also where the the show especially standalone complex 
sort of are different from a lot of other cyberpunk stories you know the way it it looks at this this world and goes okay what would actually happen if we had a like post augmentation society that was so you know built into the idea of everybody has a cyber brain and you know everything is digital like exactly. what would that mean yeah which is a cool way of of distinguishing yourself from other sort of not really derivatives but but other franchises that are sort of grown out of the idea of bestowed in things like blade runner and the original ghost in the shell and of course books like neuromancer and you know mm-hmm. exactly philip yeah. kate philip k dick and you know what's the other guy that i keep blanking on uh asimov oh yeah isaac asimov i Isaac Asimov. Yeah, very Isaac Asimov style stories. Mm. But this movie wasn't that. You know, it was... Uh, no. You know, it's kind of like trying to fill the the concepts of the original movie and some of the series into a traditional Hollywood script. You know? Yeah, and it just doesn't fit. Had it been, a, had it been like a miniseries, for instance, I think they could have actually had the sort of time to build it out and they could have explored this world in many different ways so that you the viewer can get an understanding of the world through different angles and then be okay this is how it is for these type of people and here is how it is for other types of people and here is you know you can explore the world much more organically than just say it out loud or completely omitting it making the world seem very bland and to be fair to Scarlett Johansson, I think she had like a a, a rotten card de- dealt to her, where like this character is so strange to interpret in live action, where the major uh, is one a robot, essentially yeah. in appearance. So you have to be vigilant when it comes to your emote emoting, your uh, visual emoting, because you're a robot on exterior. Yeah. And to the whole whitewashing thing that came hard on her, I think that, you know, she yeah, did a did. serviceable job with that. But this is one of those things that doesn't make sense. I mean, sense. to be fair, the, the whitewashing thing is a fault of the producers and the director. Yeah. You could, but it's you could argue it's where, also... Where the you could emote... Argue, sorry, yeah, continue. Well, you could argue it's also a bit on Scarlett Johansson because she accepted the role, but... You know. Yeah, but when you find out, the, like, if I would have been paid the salary that Scarlett Johansson was paid, I would have played she, she was, anything. <laughs> she was allegedly uh, sort of given $10 million for this role. Are you fucking kidding me? I would have do, done anything on screen for $10 million. Anything. <laughs> anything. Is this where we open the Patreon and say, we get $10 million, Steven will literally do anything? I will do anything. <laughs> $10 mm-hmm. million? I would make a bomb. <laughs> Daniel, I'm pretty drunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I I can also feel the the alcohol sort of making my and, making uh, my mind. I also need to go to the bathroom. So I think we can end the recording right here. But yeah. Uh, so. Ladies and gentlemen, look up for season two of Rodane. We're gonna gonna tackle south korean movies we have a full list we're gonna release shortly and uh look up for more content coming up 
your way domes out on anything. <laughs> we need more drug Steven for this. Yeah. Look out for season two. It's going to be great. I'm actually really looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. <laughs> uh, this has been the commentary track for Ghost in the Shell 2017, starring Scarlett Johansson and sometimes Pillow Aspect. And, uh... <laughs> and a Basset Hound. Don't forget the Basset Hound. <laughs> and the Basset Hound. We had, I think, three shots only related to the Basset Hound. So, well, uh... it, was more, it was more shots than Tokusa. Yeah, well, Tokusai is basically extra in this movie. So, uh, there you yeah. go. 2017. There go. Check it out. 